Well, good morning, church. Welcome to our first service of the day here at Gateway Alliance Church for our fall kickoff, which is called Party at the Gate. And we have other party things happening after this service. Uh, and Paul, the second service is going on. And so please, if you're able to, stick around afterwards. If you're a guest here, I want to give you a special warm welcome this morning. I'm the lead pastor here. And we have been over the last few weeks, and will continue over the next few weeks, we've been doing a message series here called Simply. And we've been looking at certain things that the Bible teaches, but we've been looking at them in as simple and clear a manner as possible without overcomplicating things um, to enable us to have a strong foundation for our faith. If you want to live a flourishing and a fruitful life of faith, you need to make sure your faith is built on a strong foundation. Just like if you want to have a home that you and your family are going to live in for many decades to come, you're going to first make sure there is a strong foundation to build that home upon. And so these are all like foundation stones. And we've been looking at different things like who Jesus is and what the whole, how the Holy Spirit works in our life and how to pray, those kinds of things. Next week, we will be looking at simply baptism because we have a baptism service here next Sunday. And if you've never been baptized and you would like to be baptized, you can get information out there in the foyer or on our website, gateway.ac slash baptisms. If you want to find out how we're doing it all COVID safely, you can read about all that there too as well. So we'll be looking at baptism next week. You will see that we're covering all of these basic building blocks of our faith. And today, we're going to be looking at, I've been talking about the building blocks of our faith, but we're actually going to be looking at the topic of faith. Today's message is called Simply Believe. Can you shout that out, everyone? Simply Believe. And you know, the Bible tells us, only believe. All things are possible to those who believe. And so that's what we want to look at today. How we can come to a place of faith. A place of simply believing. You know, I'm, sh I'm sure many of you will have experienced this or discovered it in life, but there can be times when you're going through a problem, you're going through a difficulty, um, you're trying to come up with solutions to fix the issue, and you're finding it really difficult to do so. It feels like God is a million miles away from you and that you're all on your own and you're not getting any help and, you're, and your mind is full of anxiety and all kinds of issues are going on. And then there can come a moment when you simply believe that there is inside of you, there is a place where all things are possible. It's not up there in your head where all of your thoughts are contradicting each other and arguing with each other. And, and isn't it amazing you can have six conversations 
with yourself going on at the same time. And so all of these things going on in you, but deep down in your heart, in your spirit, in the core of your being, if you can get to a place where you simply believe, then miracles happen in your life. Things begin to fall into place. Obstacles begin to melt and be removed. And sometimes that experience of just stepping in to a realm of faith, a place of belief where anything is possible, sometimes that can happen when you're least expecting it. I mean, maybe you don't even want to be here this morning. Maybe somebody brought you here reluctantly. And you're not expecting to receive anything except a mini donut after the service. But you just don't know what could happen to you. Let me show you a, a passage, and it's in the book of Genesis. And it's the very first book in the Bible, and it's, it's from thousands of years ago, and it's a story of a man who had a dream. And it's a dream that was so profound that people even talk about it today. And so let's have a look at this. Genesis chapter 28, it's the story of Jacob. And Jacob was a man who later his name was changed from Jacob to Israel, and then the entire nation of Israel were his, his descendants. And um, so it says here, he's traveling, and by the way, he's going through a hard time. He's just been alienated from his family. His brother wants to kill him. He's now homeless. I mean, like, things are bad for this guy. And look what it says. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against. Like, you know things are bad when you're using a stone for a pillow. You know, you, you, you kind of are hoping that Mike Lindell's going to step out any minute and say, I interrupt his dream to bring you a special my pillow offer, two for the price of one, you know. But no, that doesn't happen to him. Good things are not happening here. He's sleeping on a stone. And it says, as he slept, he dreamed of a stone. I'm actually sure that that's bad grammar. I'm sure it should be dreamt. But anyway... Who am I? The translator says it's dreamed. He dreamed of a stairway that reached from earth to heaven. And he saw the angels of God. Now, I want you to remember this phrase for the very end of this message. He saw the angels of God ascending and descending the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord. And he said, I am with you. Isn't it good to know that God's not against you? He is with you. He is for you. He's on your side. He's not your opponent. He's your friend. And it says here, I am with you. And I will protect you wherever you go. One day, I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. Today we're talking about faith, simply believe. What is faith? Faith is when you trust in God. Well, trust what about God? How, why do you trust God? Because God has given us promises. He's given us many promises, and faith 
is trusting that God is not a liar, but is faithful and as is a promise keeping God. If he promises to be with you, he will be with you. If he promises to protect you, he will protect you. If he promises to forgive you, to heal you, to provide for you, to give you peace, to welcome you into heaven when this life is over, you can trust the words of God. He says here, I will, I will, I will give you everything that I've promised you. And then let's read on. And look what Jacob says. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep. You know, sometimes when you're going through a difficult time and you suddenly come into a place of faith, it's like wakening up out of a bad dream. Have you ever, have you ever had a bad dream and you've woken up in the morning and, and when the realization hits you that it was just a dream, there's like, oh, the relief, you know. Thank you, Lord. That was just a dream. I want you to think of every difficulty, every trial, all opposition that you're going through, all of the conflicts that are going through your life right now as nothing but an illusion and a dream that God can waft away like a piece of vapor any moment. He can clear the skies and cause the sun to shine on your life once again. Every circumstance, no matter how unchangeable it seems, is easy for God to change. And sometimes we just need to wake up out of our mental dream and see reality and see God for the miracle worker that he really is. Look, he woke up from his sleep and look what he said. Surely the Lord is in this place and I wasn't even aware of it. I'm only here for a mini donut because my wife made me come. I wasn't even aware. I thought it was just like a religious ceremony we're going through. But now all of a sudden, the words of that song and that Bible verse that was read and that prayer that was prayed, something's happening to me. Surely the Lord is in this place. And I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of it. People. I've got some good news for you. Jesus said, wherever two or more people gather together in his name, he is there. The Lord is in this place. You may have come in with sickness and disease, but the Lord is our healer and the Lord is in this place. You may have come in here today with anxiety and worry and a lack of peace, but the Lord is our peace giver and he is in this place. You may have come in here today full of shame and guilt about things you've done over the last few days and weeks, but the Lord can forgive and wash away all of our sins, and the Lord is in this place. You might not know it, but wake up, church, wake up. The Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. And look what he said next. What an awesome place this is. This is none other than the house of God. It's Gateway Alliance Church, he said. Do you see that? It's the very gateway to heaven. I want to encourage everyone who is in this place or who's watching online in whatever place you're in, I want you to know the Lord is in your place too. Whatever you're going through, the Lord is in the place. Let's read on the story and it says this. Then Jacob made this vow. You see, once you wake up and realize that God is with you, God is for you, God has promised you things, and all you have to do is simply believe. 
Once you wake up to that reality, you will make a vow and say, I'm following this God all the days of my life. And he made this vow, if God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing and skip the dishes, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar, the stone that he was sleeping on, I have set up it will become a place for worshiping God, and I will present to God a tenth of all he gives me. In other words, he's saying, I'm coming into partnership with God. If God wants to do all these things in my life, and all I have to do is simply believe, then I'm going to live my life in partnership with God. I want you to think about the power of faith. And I want you to think about... Um, uh, the way that people talk about the power of faith. You know, if you're involved in business in any way, maybe you're a business owner or a manager of a business, or maybe you've, you've got uh, you know, a, 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 a side gig that you've started up that you're making some money on and that you're, you read motivational books and you read business books and you go to conferences and seminars and things like that, you will have heard over and over and over again that belief is an important part of success in life, and that the only way that you can be pulled from one place in life to another is by the power of faith, is by the power of believing. And so at a lot of these seminars, you'll be told things about how you have to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, then you'll never actually have the confidence to be the salesperson or build that business or be the leader over that team. And another thing you'll hear a lot about is that you have to believe in your product. You hear a lot of that because if you're trying to sell a product and you know that the product is not very good, then that energy will come across no matter how falsely you put on a big smile and say the screed. But if you love, and that's why multi-level marketing works so much because people actually buy a product first and they enjoy the product, and then they love the product, and then they become an evangelist for the product, and then they want everybody to have the product, and now they can no longer just invite you out for a coffee anymore, they're now trying to sell you the product. Why is that? It's because you're encouraged to believe in your product and believe in yourself, otherwise the disbelief will come across, that energy will come across. Now, you think of all of the uh, famous people that have written books about getting ahead in life and being an optimist and the power of positive thinking and how many of these famous people have been used to speak at big corporate seminars and so on. Do you know that the majority of them are pastors? Isn't that interesting? If you even think of the most famous book, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Norman Vincent Peale was a pastor of the Collegiate Marble Church in New York. 
The, the church is still there. It has another pastor now. There's a statue of him outside of it. And he was famous for the power of positive thinking. And so many people credited his books and his teachings with helping them succeed in business, succeed in life, succeed financially, and succeed in their relationships with other people. But if you actually read his book, every chapter is like a sermon packed full of Bible passages. Where did they get their ideas from? They got them from the Bible. Then you think of another, that's positive thinking. You think of another man who, who would be brought in to speak at all these big business events, Dr. Robert Schuller, and his possibility thinking. And he would encourage people, don't just think about what's practical, think about what's possible. What is possible? Begin to use your imagination and believe that more is Where did he get? He was the pastor of the Crystal Cathedral in California. Where did he get this possibility thinking from? From the Bible, where Jesus said, all things are possible to those who believe. And so, as you're, you begin to realize that even in the secular world, all the talk about believing, even if it's believing in yourself and believing in your product and believing in this and believing in that, believing in your plan and everything, all of that stuff, the only reason they talk about that is because it all originally comes from the Bible. And the Bible promises that faith, that belief is the thing that changes our life. And so once you realize that faith or belief can help you improve your life, then maybe actually what the Bible has to say about faith giving me the gift of eternal life might also be true. Let's just have a look at, at some things that, that Jesus said about, uh, oh, I'll put, put up this first, two kinds of faith. Two kinds of faith. The first kind of faith is achieving through believing. That's just what I was talking about there. You know, I'm going to believe that this is possible. I'm going to believe that all things are possible. I'm going to believe that I can achieve things in life. And that's the kind of faith where you're believing in yourself. Um, now, if you're believing in yourself, for salvation, that's not a good idea. But if you believe in yourself in the sense that you think, wait a minute, God created me, and God doesn't create failures. God created me, he wired me together a certain way, he gave me a particular personality, particular strengths and weaknesses, gifts and talents. Once I know who I am, I can believe that I am able to accomplish things in life because I have been made that way. I can achieve through believing. You know, the believing in your product. And even in the secular world, they'll talk about believing in providence, believing that there is some higher power at work on your behalf. I'm sure you've heard people, non-Christians or people in the secular world saying things like, you know, I just believe the universe is on my side or something like that. They are believing, I don't understand it all, but there's some kind of higher power. You think of even groups like Alcoholics Anonymous or other 12-step groups. What's one of the first things they have to acknowledge? I have to acknowledge that I am helpless to change my own circumstances. So, I will put my faith in a higher 
power who is able to change my circumstances. You can achieve a better life through faith. You, there is achieving through believing, but there's a step beyond that, people. And that's when you put your faith in the source of all things, in God Himself. And you're not just trying to achieve through believing, but you are now receiving through believing. When you pray, you cast your cares upon God, and you receive answered prayer. When things are impossible in your life and the only thing that will change it is a miracle, there's no point in believing that you are able and that you can do it and all of that because nothing's going to change it except a miracle. So you pray and you believe that you receive the miracle. If you don't know God and you don't have any assurance of where you're going when you die, then you cannot earn or achieve your salvation. You just need to receive it as a gift from God. Here's what Jesus said. Let's look at what Jesus said here in Mark's gospel. He said this, Jesus said, see, see the words that are underlined? Read them with me. Read them out loud. Well, you okay, let's go. Jesus said, anything is possible if a person believes. So, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, you may be lifted up, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Isn't that an incredible promise from Jesus? Jesus is saying here that faith can move the mountains in your life. It can cause your prayers to be answered. It can bring the miraculous solution to an impossible situation. Look what Jesus said in Matthew's gospel. Let's read on. Uh, let, read out the, the underlined words again with me. So in Matthew 21 and Matthew 17, Jesus says this. Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like I have been doing and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. I tell you the truth, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. These are amazing promises from Jesus. Jesus who demonstrated the miraculous power of faith in his own life. He could calm the storm. He could multiply food. He could heal the sick. He could set captives free. He changed lives wherever he went. And he did it by keeping his connection with the Father. And he said, listen, you can live like I'm living. You can experience the things I'm experiencing but you have to believe if you could simply believe. 
If you could, you know, expel all doubts and simply believe, then anything would be possible. I want to just, I want you to think as we come to the end of this message about some examples. Examples in, of how mountains can stand in your way and it can be things that you feel powerless to do anything about. Imagine, for instance, you go to the doctor. You've had a checkup, you go to the doctor, you get the results, and the doctor says, I'm very sorry, we have got really bad news for you. This is not looking good. Uh, we've got a treatment plan, but we're not very hopeful. And all of a sudden, it feels like your world is crashing in. And you go home, and you've got this big cloud hanging over your life. Or maybe, maybe it's uh, your business has been closed for months uh, due to gov a government shutdown. And then you were able to reopen again. But by that time, you'd lost so much money and so many customers. You don't know if you're ever going to recover. You've had to take out a second mortgage in your home to keep your business afloat and keep your employees paid and all kinds of stuff like that. And you think, I think I'm going to lose everything. I think I'm going to lose the business, the home, everything. And you're, you're sitting up at night and you've got bills all over the table and you're looking at them and you're trying to work out how to rob Peter to pay Paul and you just can't come to a solution anywhere. And you finally think, I have to pray. This is a there is a mountain of debt before me and it's about to land on top of me and crush everything out of my life. Maybe it's a family problem. Maybe there's been some disruption in the family. Maybe someone's fallen out with you and left home and moved away and you're worried about them and you don't know where they are and you're, they're not communicating with you. We had something like this in our prophetic night a few weeks ago, a prophecy that came forth and, and uh, someone that was in that exact situation. And so what are you going to do? You, there's nothing you can do. It's out of your hands in every one of these situations. It's a mountain that's standing before you. You have got no emotional energy left to scale that mountain. Well, Jesus said, if you've got faith, faith as small as a mustard seed, and if you do not have any doubts in your heart, if you can come to a place of being free from doubt, and you can come to a place where you simply believe, then Jesus said all things are possible to those who believe. Your prayers can be answered. Miracles can happen. And that mountain that is standing before you can be removed. And you know, in a moment or two, we're going to pray. We're going to pray about that every mountain in our lives will be removed. And as we pray that, I want you to think about some situation that you're going through just now, that you do not have the power to change or you do not have the solutions or the answers for. And you're going to see that as a mountain. And we're going to tell that mountain in the name of Jesus to pack its bags and get out of our lives and make room for the blessings of God to come into our lives. But you know, there is something even more important and even more powerful than having your body healed or uh, your financial provisions met, or your family restored. And that is that faith 
that simply believing is what also brings us into a place of salvation, where we are forgiven, we are saved, we are born again, we receive God's gift of eternal life, we come out of darkness and into the light, we are born into God's family. How do we receive that? Jesus died on the cross and paid the price for our sins. He rose again from the dead uh, as a conqueror over death, hell and the grave. But how do I receive the benefits of that? Simply believe. Look at this last verse of Scripture here. It says this, through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. This was a man that was lame, and he then got healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. So faith in Jesus brings healing into our life, but not only into our bodies, into our very souls. Look, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. For it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith, through believing, it's not a result of your own efforts, but God's gift, so that no one can boast about it. We're going to do two prayers today. We're going to pray, first of all, for miracles in our life, for mountains to be removed, and for solutions to come into the real life problems that we face. And then after that, we're going to pray another prayer, and we're going to put our faith in Christ as Savior. And anyone who has never, or if you have got any doubts about whether you've ever done this or not, that will be your moment. And those of you watching online as well, this will be your moment to pray and receive Jesus as your Savior, as your Lord, and become a child of God as He becomes your Heavenly Father. So let's stand together, church. Come on, let's stand up together. We are going to pray a prayer of faith first. I want you to think about a problem, a difficulty, a mountain that is standing in your way. Think about it. Hold it in mind. That mountain's going to move. That sickness is going to be healed. That wayward child is coming home. That marriage problem is being restored. Money is coming into your bank account. Peace of mind is coming into your, your own heart and life. So come on, let's lift our hands up to heaven. In your mind, beholding your situation up before God. And let's say this prayer together. Are we ready, church? Are we ready? Okay, one, two, three. In Jesus' name, I declare and believe that miracles will happen in my life this coming week. I will experience and enjoy God's blessing, protection, provision, healing, and answered prayer. My life is getting better and my future is looking brighter. 
I believe it, I receive it, and with God's help, I will achieve it. And everyone shouted. Come on, give him a praise there. Just before we pray our closing prayer, do you remember the very first Bible verse we looked at? Do you remember Jacob's dream of a gateway open to heaven and the angels ascending it? Look at what Jesus says in John's Gospel. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. You will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man who is the stairway between heaven and earth. You know, there's not a ladder between heaven and earth. The gateway to heaven is not a place. It's a person and his name is Jesus. And he said, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. Now, if you've got any doubts about whether you're saved or not, this is the time to step through the gate by putting your faith in Jesus. Let's put our second prayer up on the screen now. Let's say this prayer together. Come on, church, let's raise our hands. One, two, three. Father God, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite your spirit to come into my heart and life. I now trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for giving me eternal life. Transform me into the kind of person you want me to be in Jesus' name.